Bullshit. Pretend for a moment we've entered a parallel universe free of bullshit and full of bold solutions. That's what the NoBS show is all about. I'm your host, Dave Mastovich. We have some special guests for this special 100th episode, but first, let's cut the bullshit. Why do so many athletes say and do so many dumb things? Well, that could be more than one whole show and would require a ton of research studies and a psychiatrist, so let's narrow it down a little bit. Why do athletes continue to say dumb things when they have to know better? I mean, come on. From the time they're in grade school, they've had the internet. They know about Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. They know about SportsCenter. Yet time and again, they screw up from a PR standpoint. The good news is it helps PR firms. But let's review a couple of common sense rules that we were all taught in kindergarten. PR rule number one, tell the truth. Sounds simple but obviously it isn't. Pick your favorite sports media gaffe that resulted from an athlete being less than truthful. The most recent one is Olympic swimmer Ryan Lochte, but there's Lance Armstrong, A-Rod, Tom Brady. The list could go on and on and on. Besides being the right thing to do, know this. The media has been taught to get the story, get it first, and get it right. When a sports star lies, someone will prove it and make the lie as big of a story as the original issue. But let's say you can't help yourself and you still tell a big lie. What then? PR rule number two. When caught lying, apologize quickly and tell the truth. We're a forgiving society. If someone appears to be sincere, we often give them a second or third or fourth chance. The key words are sincere and vulnerable. Sometimes the apology seems insincere because the person apologizing isn't vulnerable are truthful. Again, A-Rod is a great example of a lousy apology. So is Ryan Lochte. PR rule number three, don't be a sore loser. Another lesson taught at an early age. All these rules are basic kindergarten rules, but they're forgotten time and again. Cam Newton after the Super Bowl, Hope Solo after the women's soccer team lost in the Olympics, and many other examples over the years. Look, I get it. You lost a major event. It's tough to talk to people after that. But you also know you're going to be interviewed. It's part of the job. That's the reality of playing big-time sports. Be honest and vulnerable. Showing sadness and frustration is okay. Saying something irrational and stupid or behaving like a four-year-old in a post-game Super Bowl interview isn't. Following these common-sense PR rules, whether you're a big-time athlete or part of a team in the workplace, should be as easy as one, two, three, and I hope it will be for you. The NoBS Show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash NoBS. Try a book like The Girl with the Lower Back Tattoo by Amy Schumer, just released a couple of weeks ago. You can download it for free today, audibletrial.com slash NoBS. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash NoBS for your free audiobook. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This is the 100th episode of the No BS Marketing Show. 100 episodes. The first episode was fittingly with Mike Mastovich, Hall of Fame sports writer, and also my brother, And the 100th episode also fittingly has family members, Alec, 
Brevin, and Carter Mastovich, my three sons. Welcome to the show, guys. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Uh, and just to, to get going, so Alec is the oldest, Brev in the middle, and Carter the youngest. Brev does not want to be here. He's kindly helping me out. And uh, he, he gave that quick, great to be here, which made us all chuckle. So let's start things off uh, by hearing your thoughts on my rant. And so let, let's get into it. Uh, Alec is uh, um, a college student, but also working full time. And uh, my first son... Very much a, what was that? Set out a Century 3 Chevy. Yeah. And uh, he's, he, the, no more hand signals. Okay. You can cut this, right? No, we can't. It's it's live. This is live. This is going out over the uh, airwaves. <laughs> we might have a fight on the first ever fight on the NoBS Marketing Show. Let's start off with you, Alec. Hearing your thoughts on my rant. What did you think about the rant? Well, I feel that probably the Ryan Lochte story is a little more polarizing because it's happening right now. But if you're looking at them head to head, I'd feel that the Cam Newton story is a little more controversial because it was a way bigger event to us Americans. You know, the Olympics only comes around every four years, but to the Super Bowl, uh, pretty much everyone watches that event. So for someone to act like a little baby after the game and really address the media that way was kind of kind of crazier than it needed to be. Brev, I know you're a Cam Newton fan. I feel like Cam Newton was just... Uh, very disappointed, and he's young, just like Lochte or whatever. He was under the influence, wasn't he? So yes. you can't completely blame him for his actions. That's it. What about being under the <laughs> He was drunk. That's why he, he like told him the story like the night of. And then no, the next morning he told him he said morning, he was still drunk. He wasn't, but I guess. I don't know. But well, the, we Cam, the, the Cam Newton one. No, that's so you're, you're you're fine with Cam Newton just basically coming in with a hoodie, sitting there for and just saying one word answers after the Super Bowl win. All year he was the braggadocio guy and had a great year. And so now the one game when he didn't play well and they lost, he's going to act like that. You thought that was okay? I, I didn't think it was okay, but I feel like the media hyped it. Yes. Let's get the youngest of the three, Carter Mastovich. What's your thoughts about this? Um, Get I over guess, to the mic. Uh, sorry. Jeez. <laughs> um, I guess I was childish, and I think he should regret it. I don't know. Okay. He probably does. Okay. <laughs> so the Ryan Lochte one, Alec, you were saying, uh, being that it's Olympics and um, it's not quite as big as the Super Bowl, but it still in some ways is, being that's every four years. Um, what about Hope Solo, Brev? What do you think about her saying that the other teams was coward? That, that were was cowards? bad. That was worse than both of them. I feel like. Why? Because she like, uh, she talked about their whole team being weak and cowards. They were just playing defensive. So it's a strategy, I guess. I mean, yeah. can't be that mad at her because she's American, but you know me. Did uh, did your did our resident hockey guru, uh, not hockey soccer guru, Nick Calajaris, give you any feedback on that? Nick, being a former Mass Solutions AAU basketball player, he has not soccer star. He hasn't. He hasn't. So what we're going to talk about now is we're going to follow the the No BS Show format slightly and try to get through the discomfort <laughs> that the three of you have right now. So one of the first questions that we ask the guests, and we're going to hold you guys to it. Uh, and so, Carter, you get to go first on this so you can think about it. What I'm going to do is I'll ask the question, then I'll babble a little bit to give you time to think about it. That's my strategy that I help guests out. So other than your parents, who are 
Who has been someone that's mentored you and how have they impacted you? So when you're thinking about mentors on the show, we've had so many guests through a hundred episodes talk about how they have one, two, three mentors that have helped them throughout the years and the ways they've impacted them positively. So we're going to start off with the youngest of my three sons, Carter Mastovich, other than your parents, who's a mentor that's helped you? Not specifically, but I guess coaches and um, trainers and teachers, they've all helped me. What about uh, Jake Weedholder? Yeah, he's good. good trainer. He helps me. Talk about how he's uh, how he's impacted you. Um. Well, he's taught me a lot of things with basketball and just pure sport type stuff. But um, grown a good relationship over the years of working with him, and I think he's a good uh, good guy. You guys have a really good rapport. Jake Weedholder is a trainer with Strength, Fitness, and Speed. And he's worked with Carter a lot on his strength, fitness, and speed. We'll jump to you, Brev. Um, my coaches, like Coach Bears, my high school coach, uh, Shane Phillips back in the day. Um, my teachers at my high school, they just helped me be a better person. You know, it's a great school, Bethel Park. I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, my grandpa has helped me drive. He's he helped me, I guess, at that. I mean, it's a mentor. So you've had uh, a lot of, of coaches with Coach Bears, relatively new coach your junior and senior year. What specifically are some things he's done, how he leads, and how he motivates? Uh, he's a player's coach. He's always thinking what we're thinking, and he's a good guy. That's all i got to say. And so Alec will come to you. I notice you guys aren't mentioning Coach Andrews at all on this stuff. He's going to be listening and be sad, but Alec, <laughs> jump in here. That's more of him than I Well, certainly. I mean, everyone would have coaches and coworkers that would probably bring him up and mentor him through the years. But uh, probably someone that stuck around a lot would probably be, for me, Mike Gaddy. Because, you know, even when I was younger, he taught me a lot uh, about the company and everything. And just was really a lot of provided a lot of help whenever he didn't really even need to and just was always there for me and the rest of our family. So I'd probably say Mike Gaddy was probably a pretty good mentor for me because it's easy to relate to him. And Mike Gaddy has been with Mass Solutions the entire 12 years of the company. So all three of you have met him uh, throughout the years and specifically Alec being the oldest and coming to the office and doing some work. You got the chance to work for Mike Gaddy. So that uh, that certainly is a uh, a good mentoring experience. So now this next part, this next part's whenever you get to tell us your favorite example of something you've noticed that was BS, and we're using just BS today since there's minors in the in the place, but something that was BS in the workplace. So we're going to go and we're going to rely mostly on Alec for this one because he's had the most jobs. Um, so Alec, you're going to have to think about something you thought was BS from either a leadership a communications or a marketing standpoint. You've had a couple of different jobs, one here at Mass Solutions, one at a restaurant, and then, of course, you're now at Century 3, plus you've got your own company with clients. You do some consulting. Tell us when you think uh, you saw some BS. Uh, well, for me, I work in a different demographic. I actually work in the car business, so I would probably say that for me, every day I walk into some BS. Um, you know, they they... 
nip and tuck. They do a lot of stuff, and you know they're kind of fake most of the time. But it's nice to meet a lot of the people that come through the business and everything. But you just kind of have to be like heads up and be aware because everyone can always try and pull something over on you. These customers, well, customers too. But you know, just our family has been fortunate enough to play both sides: be a customer and and have the art of selling the vehicle too. So. You know, you kind of have to play both parts, but, you know, the salesman, if you don't pay attention or you don't know the product or know what you're looking for, they can really kind of pull one over on you real quick. So not that that happens all the time at work, but depending on the salesman and what their morals are, it's a lot easier to find that going on. Talk about the uh, social media stuff you do for not just Century 3, but some couple of other clients. Uh, well, lately, I've actually been focusing a lot of the strategy towards LinkedIn and trying to build some professional profiles for just people of all ages, you know, starting out with lowest age, starting around college students like myself, all the way up to, you know, car salesmen to executives, just anyone that really would like to integrate their profile and build it and try and grow their connections and try and turn a profit with it with their uh, outreach on business. When, as a customer, Carter... Have you noticed some BS when you were a customer and maybe maybe things weren't to the level that you thought they should be, whether it could have been at a restaurant this weekend or it could have been, uh, you know, when, when we purchased something, when something that you thought there was BS from a communication standpoint or a marketing standpoint? Well, um, I, I, I went to this restaurant with my dad last weekend. It's called Atria's. Probably most of you know what it is, and <laughs> and um, the chef was just sitting at the bar and he was talking to this the um, oh man two customers yeah two customers and he just kept on going around to customers just talking to them and he was the chef it said chef on his jacket and it wasn't really working he was just having his good time could have oh. been his break. Jeez. Well, I think he might have been trying like, to talk to the, the customers, which I think is okay. But I do think he did spend a lot of time with that one couple for like almost the whole time that we were there. So then it looked like he was on break where sometimes the chef will come out and talk to different people. So why are you giving me a mean look? I'm not giving you a mean look. I'm smiling at you. Brev, go ahead. Um, my BS with uh, a company's Apple. I feel like they make their phones way too cheap. This is like my third iPhone, and it has like tape on it because it's so broken. I feel like they just make it cheap. I don't like it. They have all that money. They should make it with better materials that I can draw my phone and won't crack so easily. That's my BS. That's what it is. Okay, so Apple's retort might be don't drop your phone, though. No, they're, I, I'm saying the phone itself is cheap, like the backs and like everything, not just the screen. Hmm. I can, I so can do you, attest to that, yeah. Because, like, Galaxies, I never see anyone breaking those phones, and I know a lot of people have, like, Androids. And then I, I always walk around, and then you look, and you see someone else with a broken phone, and it's an iPhone. Do you guys agree with the Apple messaging, though? Do you like Apple's? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. iMessage is so much better than all, like, Android stuff. It's just slower, you know what I mean? Like, you can't even have a group ch- chat, like... So iMessage isn't good. No, it is good. Oh, okay. I'm saying on Android and stuff, like you can't have a group message, like okay, like with your team or something. You have to like send it individually, which is a hassle. I don't want to do that. That would take a minute as opposed to thirty seconds. Yeah, well, 
Alec, you've been awfully quiet during this discussion. Oh, I didn't know if you meant messaging as Apple's messaging approach or if they're... Both. I mean, I wanted to hear about the service. Uh, That's what he told me. But then commercials. What about their campaigns? Well, actually, you don't even really see too many Apple campaigns. But whenever you do, you know, it's out there because it's so different from everything else. But I feel like a lot of their promotion is just in the fact that it's the iPhone. You know, they have that release party or whatever they call it, the showcase where they debut their new model or whatever, new products for that quarter uh, around the fall and spring, uh, not fall, spring, around the fall and summer every year. So that's usually hyped up enough that that's probably enough messaging they need because all you need is the word out there that a new iPhone's coming out, and that usually gets the sales. Brev, you, you can't hit that. David Smith, our audio guy, is going to be really frustrated that you're banging your mic. It's an OBS Marketing Show, special 100th episode. I'm your host, Dave Mastovich. Our guests today for the special 100th episode are Alec Mastovich, Brevin Mastovich, and Carter Mastovich. Brevin's on his phone. He's in the phone. He said that's broke because Apple isn't durable enough when he drops it, but he's texting during the NoBS show. Alec and Carter are being attentive. So now we're going to really put you on the spot. Talk about a learning experience when maybe you were a BS player, a BS student, or a BS son. Looking back, when do you think you might have been guilty of some BS and know that I'm here? So if you give me BS, I'm going to stop you. Go ahead. You can ponder that for a while. Dead air is not a problem. Can you, repeat, can you repeat the question? <laughs> Talk about a learning experience when maybe you were a BSer. You were the BS player with disrespect towards a coach or something. You were the BS student where you didn't work hard enough and then got mad at the teacher. Or you just were the BS son doing some BS around the house. So see, this is, this is a great example of silence now. It's the most silent they've ever been. Who wants to go first? Well, I don't really know where we would go from here, but I guess since it's the sun episode, I feel like we can attest to the fact that we probably said we would do something at home and we didn't do it. So thus, that would be bullshit. I don't even know. Maybe at school with Spanish, like not trying. Like, is that what you're like asking? Yeah. Yeah. That's be like, vulnerable. Admit that's whenever what it you is. were the like, BSer. Yeah. I guess I BS the Spanish. That. You just didn't like that class? Yeah. But I mean, I still didn't like work at it because it's terrible, but. So that's what we were looking for, being vulnerable, admitting anything about when you played for travel basketball, how you treated your coach, anything there. You got me on the show. That's about it. (laughs) You should be happy you got me here. Brev was the best of the three. I've coached all three. He was the best at ignoring me in a tactful manner. (laughs) You you would hear me going, Brev, Brev, I know you hear me. All right, Carter, what's your example? He looks he looks uh, perplexed. Well, I am. So I guess when I – I don't really do it at all, but, like, if, if you have to, like – you see LeBron and D-Wade do it and other players like that flopping in a basketball game so you can get a call – I mean, I've done that once or twice, and I, when you need a call, that's 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 not being vulnerable. That's smart. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's okay. You're too young. We'll let you go. Alec, give me yours because you got a lot. You got to give me something. Well, I thought I gave something already. I just threw the example out that maybe all three of us would be at home, and he would say maybe pick up the weeds or something, and we would proceed to not really pick up the weeds. 
There's, so, there's nothing else you want to be, you want to be vulnerable about. On the spot. I feel like <laughs> this is what the show's all about. So you mean like my guests are probably uncomfortable for this question too? Probably, I would probably say yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's very very awkward. You guys should listen to Uncle Transition. Mike's answer. <laughs> you should listen to Uncle Mike's answer when he was on the first show. It was great. Um, he was he was nervous too. He was the guinea pig. He was the first ever guest. All right, so let's talk about um, some of the uh, messaging that you guys like. What's some What's some commercials that you think are strong? And tell me why. And don't steal anything from the bullseye because that's the second part of the show. I would probably say that recently the new Verizon campaign with Jamie Foxx is pretty effective because Sprint's kind of came back using the "Can you hear me now?" Verizon character. And it uses him as their marketing approach now. But whenever you really look into their campaigns, it's kind of hard to understand if Sprint's going to be better than Verizon or even within 98% of their connectivity and every everything and all that. So whenever they, I don't know if anyone's seen it yet, but when you see that new commercial with Jamie Foxx, and then they have a guy that doesn't really look like Jamie Foxx at all standing next to him, I feel like that's pretty good messaging because we all can relate and know who Jamie Foxx is whenever he's on screen. But then when you have someone next to him that looks just like the average guy walking down the street, you can kind of relate to Sprint and Verizon's connection a lot more better there. And in that commercial, Jamie, he comes on, he says, I'm Jamie Foxx. Verizon is the strongest network. The other guy comes up and goes, I'm Jamie Foxx from Sprint. And we have a strong network. And he goes, you're not Jamie Foxx. I am. And then he says, well, look at yours. And they have the two maps. Mm-hmm. And when you see those two maps, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? Yeah. I like those maps. Because the Verizon one is all red, and the Sprint one has all those gaps. And then the guy tries to cover up the one gap with his head, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I'd say it was a pretty good campaign. A lot better than the Sprint campaign with the new guy. With the, here you know, can you hear me now guy? Yeah, because he's kind of out of his prime anyways. I feel like he's not really going to provide much intel to the company or get me to switch over to Sprint. I think it's going to take more than that. But I will say that's a good campaign from this standpoint. They're making the message point that, hey, it's no longer an issue. Back when Can You Hear Me Now became such a popular campaign, your calls would drop and you didn't have coverage hardly anywhere unless you had Verizon. And so what they're trying to say is that's no longer the issue. So try Sprint because we have better customer service. And they might be right because Verizon's customer service. How do you feel when you walk into a Verizon store as opposed to an Apple store, Brev? Caught him yawning. Uh... I feel like Apple's more like hectic and like people are actually trying to help you quickly. And Verizon, you got to like wait. You got to like get on a list. I feel like you got to get on a list at Apple too sometimes, but Verizon's slow. I don't know. I was saying um, an ad campaign that caught me was Adidas because they're, they weren't really known as a basketball brand until like I'd say this year, honestly, because of James Harden. He's like, promoting new stuff and then I can't even think of another person who got a new shoe like Damian Lillard like they're getting like new people that's what's like dropping my attention like I'm not using Nike as much as I used to or Under Armour with Curry it's it's not really all Nike anymore good The No BS Marketing Podcast with Dave Mastovich is brought to you by Mass Solutions. Put our three-step No BS process to work for you. Visit MassSolutions.biz today to take your marketing to another level. It's all about bold solutions, no BS. Carter, what do you got? What do you got messaging-wise? 
I don't have anything. Okay. We can, we can live with that. He doesn't like any messaging. It's the No BS Marketing Show. I'm your host, Dave Mastovich. It's the special 100th episode of the No BS Marketing Show. And I'm here with Alec, Brevin, and Carter Mastovich, my three sons. Hear more of my interview with Alec, Brevin, and Carter on part two of the special 100th episode of the No BS Marketing Show.